Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My underdog picks are in. I will share those coming up in about 20 minutes. Welcome back to the show. We appreciate you taking the ride with us today. It is time now for our In the Zone Player of the Night. Got to give it to our guy, Yvonne Angulo. Angulo pressing hard on Zimmerman. Angulo's wanted in the penalty area. Angulo moving, shooting, scoring! Yvonne Angulo with the chip over Joe Willis! Orlando City in the sixth minute has the lead. A disaster from Walker Zimmerman. And Orlando has taken the lead early in Nashville. Vamos Orlando. The second seeded Lions needed to win to uh, best the Nashville side and they were able to do that Orlando City posted a 1-0 victory in the season opener or the series opener I should say at home on October 30th and they were able to win by that same difference uh last night Yvonne you are our in the zone player of the night presented by Hourglass Brewing as Orlando City heads to round 2 of the MLS postseason stop by this week grab yourself a delicious local brew from Hourglass Gigabussin my triple IPA personal fave you can catch that. You can also try their Squish, the most delicious beer I've ever tasted. They've got bump, uh, pumpkin beer still out. Winter beers can be found there as well. Sours, ales, you name it. They nail it across the board. And we're going to be hanging out there on November 17th. So we're less than 10 days away. Where We're going to do a live show in the zone from 3 to 6 p.m. out at Hourglass Brewing in Longwood. And uh, we'll stick around after the show to hang out and have a beer with all of you. That's at Hourglass Brewing. College football playoff ranking revealed last night in terms of movement at the top. There was none. Not only were the top four unchanged, but the top eight didn't budge up or down. So it kind of takes the air out of recapping the ranking. The biggest mover in all of this was Oklahoma State. They slid up seven spots to 15 after beating Oklahoma. OU down eight spots to 17, effectively ending their season hopes. Um, Texas remains the only school in the Big 12 with a real shot at the playoff, but even that feels like an outside chance. They're sit at seven right now. They would need mayhem of the highest degree in order to get in. Uh, The road ahead is really all that matters. Michigan plays Penn State this weekend. Georgia plays Ole Miss. Those are two top ten matchups. FSU plays against Miami. Miami's not ranked, but they are ready to play spoiler, 14.5-point underdogs against FSU. So do we expect any moving and shaking? Obviously, there was none this week, but do you think something crazy is going to happen amongst those teams at the top? And Ohio State plays Michigan State for what it's worth. Yeah, I think if there's going to be movement after this week, because there's there's a, a bunch of different scenarios, a bunch of different ways this weekend can ultimately play out. But if all the favorites win... So you have Michigan winning versus Penn State. You have Ohio State winning, and then you have FSU beating Miami and Georgia beating number 9 Ole Miss. I think that's the scenario where you see movement in the top four. 
if Georgia goes or if if Ole Miss comes to Georgia and Georgia comes out with a win, which they're expected to do, that would be three top twenty wins, two top twelve wins, all of them being at home, which we heard from Boo Corrigan. Uh, who's the chairman of the selection committee, they are factoring in. I think that could be enough to, even though Ohio State uh, didn't do anything to lose their number one spot, it could slide Georgia up to that number one. Then you keep Ohio State at two, uh, Michigan at three, FSU at four. Yeah, and that's not the way the rankings are supposed to work. You don't get to just hold your spot because you're doing your job. The rankings are supposed to be fluid based on what everybody is doing in the current moment. So even if Ohio State takes care of business against Michigan State. If Ohio State wins by 20, and Georgia, even the I don't even care how it happens. If Georgia just beats Ole Miss as the number nine team in the country, Georgia should be number one. That's the way that this should work. Well, it's yes and no, because I think it is a, it's a full body of a season and resume to consider here. I think with Ohio State in that number one spot, it all comes down to how much weight does that Notre Dame win hold? That's what it comes down to because Ohio State on paper right now, two top one, top ten wins, one at home and one on the road, which, like I said, that's factoring into the selection committee. If Georgia has three top 20 wins and two top 12s, well, they're all at home. You know, so that's going to factor. It's it, For Ohio State to go into Penn State and leave alive and with a victory, that's an impressive win. So that's where Ohio State... They're at that number one spot now, and although they didn't do anything to lose it, it's how much, where are we putting that Notre Dame win? But those were top ten wins at the time. They're not going to be top ten wins, most likely, by the end of the weekend. Notre Dame isn't a top ten team anymore. They're, They're 20th, and if Penn State loses to Michigan, Penn State's probably, they won't fall far, but they'll fall out of the 10 spot. So then Ohio State's strength of schedule, even though... Nothing. They didn't do anything. Their competition got worse over time. Georgia should slot up one spot. But all of that, as we say every week, will shake out in the wash. The uh, the Michigan investigation, while I find the coverage of this tedious, it is interesting how the playoff committee continues to try and navigate this. We've compared them to the Astros in terms of how valuable is the cheating? It's wrong, but I don't know how to grade it. What kind of value do you put on that? Um, and and at the end of the day, they're still really good. Even even without this Connor Stallions crap, Michigan's still a really talented team, just like the Astros. Once the cheating stopped, they still won. I mean, sometimes teams do things to get an edge that they don't actually even really need. Should Michigan still be allowed into the college football playoff? The reason why I brought up the Astros there's nothing Major League Baseball could do. They're not going to ban the Astros from the playoffs. But in college football, there's a committee that decides whether or not you get to play for it. Here's Boo Corrigan from the College Football Playoff Committee talking about how they assess this Michigan situation. Yeah, once again, and not not to be repetitive in this race, you know, our, our mission as a committee is to judge the teams that are eligible for postseason. And until something changes in that, we're going to continue to follow that track and make sure that we're following the protocols. And again, this is not a CFP selection committee issue. That's the interesting thing about this. It's an NCAA issue. It's a Big Ten issue. 
the Big Ten might be bothered by the fact that Michigan is cheating. The Big Ten also wants college football playoff money. So then there's, uh, you know, the they have they have their hands in in many different pots. Conflicting interests is the best way to put this. The committee could could sit there and take a stance that says. This team doesn't deserve to be in the mix of the final four teams at the end of the year because of rules and ethics. Not, not rules that they put into place, but just just following the story and, and saying this team could have been doing this this year. So that's me laying it out there. Where do you fall on the committee stepping in at some point? I agree with them not doing it right now, but at some point saying, okay, uh, the investigation is finalized. This program should not be involved, no matter what the record is. I think that it, when things shake out, Michigan is going to be in the college football playoffs, and that's because I think that Michigan is the best team in the Big Ten. But aside from that, and the fact that I think they are going to be, it's it's such a opinionated. You're you know you you feel one way or another about it. Did sign stealing? Did Michigan sign stealing make them nine and zero this season and number three ranked team in the country? There's no yes or no answer to it. And what really hits me with it is, say Michigan, they they you know they they get caught for everything they've done. They get accused by the NCAA, the Big Ten. It would be the Big Ten that would really have the impact on it. Um, what how how is that fair to those kids that that's kind of the angle with it you know what did jj mccarthy do when his coaches might have been doing something that were giving him an advantage and if he asked about it or whatever then it's don't worry about it go out and play your game why does jj mccarthy get punished and not have the opportunity to go out and play in the college football playoffs this season yeah, because of-, of something that was done last year then on the other side of that why does Michael Penix Jr. and an undefeated Washington Pac-12 champion, potentially, why do they get not get to go and play for the uh, college football playoffs when Michigan, who cheated, is in there? You know, it's a double-edged sword. I think, that, I think you nailed it. And if the they conclude that, I think that, for me, is the key here. They have to conclude the investigation and unequivocally decide Michigan has been cheating, and I mean specifically this year. The NCAA likes to act retroactively. If if it's just a last year issue, then I don't think the college football playoff committee should be involved at all. I also don't think they should be involved if there's no conclusion to the investigation. But if they conclude that Michigan this year, this season, was doing the sign-stealing stuff, then for even though I don't think it's that big of a deal, it's still against the rules, and you're going to have a tight race there at the top. I don't think it's fair to leave a team out that was doing their business the right way. Is it fair to the kids that play for the team? J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum, they had nothing to do with this, but too bad. I mean, I would compare it. This is a really dramatic comparison, but it's like parents who break the law that get sent to prison and their kids don't have parents at the house anymore. Sucks for the kids, but your parents broke the law. So this is a much less serious version of that. Yeah. But that's sort of what it's like. It's like, yeah, they, yeah, they suffer, but sorry, you went to the wrong program and played for the wrong coach. Yeah. Pick your point, people better. Right. And it's so funny how 22-year-olds can be called. They're, they're kids. They're adults. They get the best of both worlds and the worst of both worlds. At the end of the day... <laughs> 
J.J. McCarthy probably knows exactly what's going on and what has gone on in that Michigan program. But nonetheless, his job is to go out there and try to lead his team just to wins. The other side of this is, for, to my understanding, everything I've gathered, the college football selection committee has the most control on if Michigan gets in or not. They are the ultimate say to that. Yeah. But then it's the the Big Ten can, because they've already uh, alerted Michigan that they are going to be sending consequences or punishments to Michigan that they have to respond to by today, which it's looking like they're not going to. And that would lead to possibly a suspension for Harbaugh, which Harbaugh's team is willing to go to court to say, really? Because there's an NCAA investigation going on and you're giving out punishment before that investigation is finalized. So it seems like this comes back to the NCAA. What if they find enough evidence, which Michigan can also push off and appeal to after this football season anyways, Michigan goes on and wins the national championship, and then you have to take it away from them. That's another kind of uh, that's another way that this could go, and nobody wants to do that either, right? right? No think, one wants a, a a discredited champion, which Michigan it seems like they already will be. It's a sticky situation because yeah. they think in a perfect world you just penalize Jim Harbaugh because he's the one that broke the rules. But if it's for a very if it's a serious competitive advantage. Where somebody was, if that Connor Stallion story is real and it's not just Central Michigan, I know that's the video that's out there, but it's everywhere. That's a that's a pretty that's a that rises on the level of seriousness, and now you're gaining an edge on competition that that can put you in that position to be in the college football playoff, and that's a huge deal for these programs. You shouldn't be able to get there if you've been cheating along the way. So. I want to know how you feel about it. 50857, you can text us on this issue and also leave us an iHeart talk back on that iHeart Radio app. More in the zone next. Now, now, now. your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Dollar. That's dollar. Enter it now. now. So I had a chance to meet the guys who run Sunwave Energy, the Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.